Welcome to the Marietta Daily Journal podcast. I'm Dan Ratcliffe. During the week, you'll get the local news for Marietta, Kennesaw, Smyrna, and all of Cobb County right here. And on Sundays, like today, you'll find the Cobb Life Sunday podcast, where we talk to newsmakers, local celebrities, and people making a difference right here in our community. From the Drake Realty Studio, welcome to Cobb Life, proudly sponsored by the Marietta Daily Journal. I'm your host, Keith Ippolito, representing the BG Ad Group. And a special thanks to our show's sponsor, Credit Union of Georgia, for their unwavering support. Today I had the chance to chat with Carla Jacobs and Kayla Sargent from Marietta in the Middle. This bipartisan coalition comprises of parents, students, faculty, and community members who are committed to keeping everyone involved with Marietta City Schools informed. The recurring theme of our conversation was transparency. We also touched on their dissatisfaction with the appeal process for the recent book ban. Moving on from there, we delved into their ongoing coat drive aimed at ensuring that local school students have a coat to wear when the chill sets in. They're accepting coats of all sizes, from toddler to adult 4X. Donations can be dropped off at four locations across Cobb County. Marietta First United Methodist, Marietta First Baptist, Marietta First Presbyterian, and the Kennestone ER. So let's settle in, take a moment to unwind. It's Sunday after all and journey with us as we explore the heart and soul of Cobb Life. Welcome to Cobb Life. Life's a constant hustle, and at Credit Union of Georgia, our focus is crystal clear. It's all about you. Juggling a million things? We get it. That's why we're committed to providing the best service imaginable. We're not just your credit union. We're your financial allies. Knowledge is our power. From crafting basic budget plans to navigating the local home buying scene, questions popping up, we've got you covered with fast, friendly answers. Because we want you to spend more time living your life. Imagine a financial institution that truly cares. That's Credit Union of Georgia inviting you to join us. If you live, work in Bartow, Cherokee, Cobb, Dawson, Paulden, Pickens, or Union County, we want you as a member of Credit Union of Georgia family. Because here, you're not just a member, you're part of a community that cares. Ready to experience banking that revolves around you? Call us at 678-486-1111 or visit cuofga.org. Credit Union of Georgia, your financial journey, our priority. Hey, Cobb Lifers, don't forget to mark your calendar for the GCPS Teacher Job Fair in just six days. Join us on February 10th at 8 a.m. at the Gas South Convention Center. This is a golden opportunity to be a part of Gwinnett County Public Schools, Georgia's largest school district and a top employer recognized by Forbes. Whether you're kickstarting your career or seeking a change, your passion for education could find its perfect home with us. Say yes to GCPS, where passion meets opportunity. And we're back with more Cobb Life. And welcome back to Cobb Life again. I'm Keith Ippolito, and I am with two guests from Marietta in the Middle, Carla Jacobs and Kayla Sargent. How are you guys doing today? Doing well, thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, I, yeah, I appreciate the time coming on. Obviously, I saw your coat drive, and I wanted to chat to you a little bit about that and a little bit about the work that you guys are doing. Can you tell me a little bit about Marietta in the Middle? What's some of the goals? What are you guys looking to accomplish? Well, um, Marietta in the Middle organized around uh, the book bands okay. from last semester, and it brought a group of parents together who realized that not all the voices in the school district were being heard. And so our goals are to 
really organize the parents in the school district and other stakeholders in the community and just help them have a louder voice and help them get their needs heard and their vision for what they would like to see the school system do for their own children. Absolutely. And part of that is that um, there's difficulty accessing what our board and what our administration is even doing. So first and foremost, we plan to educate transparently the community so that they have the option to advocate for themselves so that they know what's going on behind closed doors, what's impacting their students and their families. Um, And once the community is properly educated, then it's easy to coalesce around what their own values and goals are. Yeah, it honestly, it seemed as I was perusing your guys' substack, it seems like transparency was a reoccurring word on there. Can you talk to me, I guess, a little bit about the book banning process? Uh, Obviously, you both have children in the school system and just talk to me a little bit about it and how you guys felt about the whole thing. I actually do not have children in the school district anymore. Okay. Mine uh, graduated in 2020 and 2022, and they are both away at college. Okay. I felt like they they got a really great education in the Marietta school system. And I want to make sure that that excellence in education that we expected when my children were coming through really moves forward with the children that are coming behind my kids. Exactly. And and I actually do have several children in the school district from elementary up to high school and also have a graduated veteran of Marietta High School who's now in college. So I've experienced a good bit developmentally with the system. And book the book banning process concerned and alarmed many of us parents. The same week that the board sort of silently created this book banning directive. My own elementary student experienced censorship around a book she had been assigned at the elementary school. What book was that? It was a series of books that were assigned to her gifted class. And despite the semester being underway and the students already having started reading this series of books, they were withdrawn under the guise of curriculum alignment that that book was going to be taught in eighth grade and is no longer suitable for and, a fifth grade mile. Yeah. Class. Okay. So, and your your child is in fifth grade. Okay. And my child is in fifth grade. Right. Okay. And navigating the complexities of what actually is happening here is very confusing. I was hearing different stories from different people. Um, we now have more information on that that made it even less transparent. And that was separate from the book banning issue. What we're finding as we ask more questions among different groups in the community is that there isn't a lot of transparency. And these decisions are not just about what's in the library for reading for pleasure. Mm -hmm. It's about what's impacting our students' curriculum as well. What classes there or what classes can teach, Mm -hmm. what teachers can select, what students have access to to learn from in an academic sense. And it's one thing when you're talking about fifth grade literature, there's tons to choose from. None of it is all that mature or explicit, right? Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about preparing adult learners for college, we're going to need to see a lot more diversity in in those options. So, and you're speaking specifically in like the eighth or eight or the high school level, or what areas would you like to see that diversity or the improvement in the selection? That's a good question. Um, I don't have all the answers to what the dynamics of curriculum okay. are for every single okay. grade. Um, Sounds like a nut, we could come back to this in a, a future could, podcast. Yeah, I mean, there there's a lot lot to be said for the questions that are being asked and will be answered throughout the year in general, right? If, if we look across the trends that we're seeing and apply them developmentally throughout all the grades, 
having diverse options is important for every single grade, not just one. However, as it pertains to mature content, right, you can't separate mature lives from mature content. So it's necessary for a mature library to contain mature themes, and that's going to include content related to war, content related to sexual experiences, content related to violence, content related to drugs and alcohol and other things that a community at large may find uncomfortable or may consider vices. The lessons contained in those stories are often very important lessons for students to have access to engage with and to learn from in preparation for college and in preparation for life. So as it pertains to mature content, which is what the board targeted in the last semester, absolutely a high school level audience should have access to those materials. As it pertains to elementary and middle school, I think we'll have better answers to that in the coming months. Okay. How are you guys getting your message out and, you know, what, you know, steps are you guys basically implementing to try and make the community aware of what's happening here or your, you know, your stated goals? Well, we're getting out in the community. We, of course, we're doing our coat drive right now, but we're also organizing around getting out and meeting parents in all parts of the community. We'll be doing meetups in the afternoons and evenings and sometimes meetups at a local coffee shop. Yeah, I I see that. Aren't you guys having your first meeting coming up pretty soon? Right. We, we are. We're having a meetup on Sunday afternoon from two to four at Schoolhouse Brewing. Okay. And what uh, what's on the agenda for that? Well, we just want to hang out and meet everyone. Um, anyone who brings a coat will be put into a drawing for a door prize. And we just want to get out and, and introduce ourselves to the community and just start beginning to build a coalition, beginning to, to get out and meet people and meet parents. Yeah, I want to echo that that the perspective of Married in the Middle is not to advocate for our own ideologies or arguments. Book banning brought us together. But what our goal is, is to reflect the community. Before you can reflect and serve a community, you have to know a community. You have to ask them what they want, need, what's working really well for them in the school district, what is not serving them. And those questions just simply aren't being asked. And so we hope to do that. We hope to genuinely support so you, and advocate so I, for the So if I understood, you're not specifically <clears throat> pushing a specific policy. You're just trying to basically gather people together and make them aware of the process and then make their own decision from there. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. We're going to be intentional about reaching out into all areas of the community. For those that are familiar with the Student Life Center that's at Marietta High School, one of the things they did to build that was gather what they call student voice. And so they went to the students, they interviewed the students, they had them fill out a several-page questionnaire to really understand what their needs were. And um, so that they could build a support system, a student life center around what those critical needs were. And we want to do something similar out in the parent community and go out and gather parent voice. And we do that by, you know, reaching out, by listening. We're going to be doing a lot of listening in the coming months so that we can really understand what's impacting all of our families in the school district. Listening, uh, Listening doesn't sound so bad. Probably the world could probably use a little bit of that. We'll be right back with more Cobb Life after the break. 
It pays to know your doctor. It pays to know your lawyer. And now more than ever, it pays to know your local real estate professional. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Drake with Drake Realty, and we have seven offices in the metro Atlanta area, including two right here in Cobb County and one at Lake Oconee. I'm the proud leader of over 700 agents here in Georgia, and we pride ourselves in professional service, whether you are the buyer or the seller. Drake Realty makes the home buying process seamless from contract to close. Our agents are a little different. They're not pushing for the quick sale and close. They are pushing for the best price and terms for their client. In other words, Drake Realty fights for you. Now's the time to buy that dream home, vacation home, or new home your family deserves. A lot of real estate agents talk big. Let my team at Drake Realty prove they will fight for you. I'm Jeffrey Drake, and I'd be honored to have my team serve you. Visit us online at drakerealty.com. And remember, it's not how quick you sell or buy. It's what the deal provides for your future. And we're back with more Cobb Life. So how many how many members do you guys have right now? Well, we have five board members. Okay. The team that put together the the appeals to the books okay. over the Christmas holidays, there was a team of about six or seven readers who actually read all 23 of the books mm-hmm. and helped write the um, the appeals. We turned in 500 pages of appeals to go with. With the books. I, I'm curious. All right. So talk to me about that a little bit. What, how long did that, does that take? 500 pages? It was hours and hours and hours. At, were you two personally involved in that or all as well? We were. So okay. um, Kayla and I worked a lot on the template that went around our argument mm-hmm. about why book bands in particular were bad, why the way this particular book band was structured using um, lists from Moms for Liberty and other banned book lists as a starting point and how that created the situation that we had with the types of books that ended up being banned. And then we had a section where each individual book, we went in and made an argument for each individual book and why it was important to the library. And we included reviews we included articles that many of the authors had written defending their books. It took hours and hours and hours and hours. And we went into the process with the idea that we were going to have an open mind. And if there were any books on this list that we felt like were not appropriate to the library, we were not going to appeal those. Mm-hmm. But we, in evaluating the books, we felt like all 23 of those books okay. were valuable to the library. And so we appealed all 23 of them. We had 11 parents that filed appeals. The policy for the school district was that the book had to be appealed by a parent that had a student at the high school. So we were able to quickly assemble a team of 11 high school parents to sign the appeals. And each parent signed at least one appeal. Some signed multiple appeals. And then we we turned those in to Dr. Rivera by the deadline, which was January 11th. The school board got the appeals Friday of that week. Friday the 12th. The deadline was uh, the 11th again? The the deadline was the 11th. We turned them in on the 10th. Okay. We had, and they made a decision on the 12th? They made a decision the, the following, following Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, the following Tuesday, okay. So they basically spent, what, four days maybe with the material. So all those hours that mm-hmm. we spent evaluating those books organizing parents around those books the parents the to, that appealed the books also read the books yeah yeah so you probably had you know several weeks plus you know mm-hmm. of time over and, our holiday breaks over our yeah yeah of well. course yeah yeah 
and the school board just dispatched them. Right. They didn't even consider them individually on each text marriage. Oh, so they, they just kind of just say lump them all together. Lump it all together. Mm-hmm. And what was your guys' criteria for the books that you were, or how were you basing it off of? Well, if you look at the state law, there are some pretty specific guidelines. So, and this is informed by like federal discussion Mm -hmm. on the topic as well. And it essentially says that you cannot take a work of art and take a piece of it, whether Mm -hmm. it's a chapter or a paragraph, and censor it because of a a section. It has to be taken as a whole. Okay. Right. And that's what distinguishes this directive from, you know, best practice among media center specialists, librarians, and like it just legal, I don't know, best practice, Yeah, is that you, you have to read the whole thing and see if that portion that could be questionable mm-hmm. serves a functional purpose that isn't purient or essentially isn't gratuitous or explicit for explicitness's sake. Yeah, right? yeah. Oftentimes there might be challenging or difficult mature content that's on the books for a purpose to teach us about war or oppression of women or human trafficking, right? There are lots of things that we need our young people to be engaging with that are difficult and require reading material that are um, aligned with that. So we were looking at the books in context. In contrast to what the directive asked the superintendent to do, which is to remove anything that's sexually explicit without any kind of analysis of its context or holistic value. And that's contrary to, you know, every law essentially on this topic. Um, So our perspective was to take the text, ask ourselves, is there anything explicit in this text? And there were some books that didn't even meet that criteria. There was nothing explicit in them. And then for the ones that did have explicit content, we asked, well, what's the function of this Mm -hmm. in in the purpose of the entire book? Is it something that is so gratuitous or unnecessary, right, that we need to get rid of it, that there's no, it's not serving any kind of theme, moral, or plot device, right, that's useful. That simply just wasn't the case. We, we truly enjoyed most of the books that we read. Some of them we didn't enjoy personally, mm-hmm. but we saw the reason Why for the content. Were, okay. And it, it certainly was no worse than texts like Atlas Shrugged, like The Kite Runner, like The Color Purple, right? There are tons and tons of texts that are still in the library that contain far more sexually explicit content in far more detail that we know that the superintendent never looked at, never even evaluated. So you guys basically just felt the whole process was kind of a sham is what I'm hearing, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure was. We'll be right back with more Cobb Life after the break. Hi, this is Leah McGrath, your Ingalls Dietitian. Are you stuck in a cooking rut? Be sure and pick up a copy of the Ingalls Table magazine. Look for it in your Ingalls Deli or find it online on our website, ingalls-markets.com, under the Recipes tab. It's full of recipes and cooking tips, as well as videos from regional celebrities and food bloggers. And we're back with more Cobb Life. All right, well, now let's shift to the coat drive, a very worthy issue. Talk to me a little bit about that. You know, what sparked all this and th- what's an update on it? Well, gosh, Keith, have you been outside recently? It's it's not been warm, it's I can tell you that. Out there. Yes. It has not been warm, and we wanted to do something for the community. Okay. And the night that they dispatched all of the books was um, after the school had been closed for the day because the temperatures were just mm-hmm. so 
cold mm-hmm. that we just couldn't have students waiting out at the school bus. Mm-hmm. And so they closed the schools for the day. And so we decided that uh, that's what we were going to focus on. We were going to focus on making sure every student in the district had a coat. So we got up the next morning, called all the elementary schools and said, do you have coats? Do you have kids that, that came in today without coats? And do you have coats in your coat closets to cover all of your students? And most of the schools did. Um, they did have some students come in without coats, but they did have coats in their coat closets. Oh, I didn't. Is that a recent thing? Because I didn't, at least when I was in school, I don't remember that. I think they've had one for a while. They have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just dated in myself. In our community, then. it's been, um, you know, we, we serve such a range of, okay. of students and families here. So there are families who need help yeah, uh, with yeah, meals yeah. and coats and families who don't. Um, and so most of our schools are really plugged into those needs. Okay, and very cool. All, I have, did. Some of them have established partnerships to meet I honestly, needs. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Ju- I mean, because I don't have children right now. So I th- that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we did um, We did find one school that had some students come in without coats that they did not have coats in their coat closet for because they needed off sizes. They either needed the very small sizes or they mm-hmm. needed adult sizes. They needed um, adult medium and mm-hmm. adult large and extra large. And I just want to give a shout out to our parent liaisons mm-hmm. in our schools. Um, they were absolutely fabulous. I talked to all of them. And the parent liaison at the school that needed the coats, she said, let me call you back. And in half an hour, she called me, I need 10 coats, and these are the sizes I need. Gotcha. So we were able to put out a call and say, we need these sizes, boys, these boy sizes, these girl sizes. And then we did porch pickups. I met a friend in the Target parking lot, and mm-hmm. she gave me three medium women's coats. And we were able to get the coats together and get them to the school by the end of the day so that they would have them the next day and then, you know, also have them for the weekend that was so very, yeah, very yeah. cold. And so we decided that what we wanted to do was do a coat drive and go back in and backfill some of these coat closets and make sure they were fully stocked with what they needed. And so, you know, once again, we're reaching out to the community but I have to tell you, that Wednesday when we put the call out, I was so proud of Marietta because people just jumped right on it and said, you know, I'll be home at 1030. I'm going to put these coats and these sizes on the porch. And we just had to drive up and get them. Yeah, and yeah. People people just rally here. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I feel like there's more good people in the world than sometimes it's perceived and if you get people to rally around worthy causes, people are always willing to jump out and, you know, help the community out, which is pretty cool. That's our whole mission statement, Keith. Yeah. It's been our experience from the beginning, and that's part of why we created the name Marietta in the Middle, because mm-hmm. it's been our experience that the vast majority of people in this community have very common sense and evidence-based needs and desires and hopes for their students in the school district. And they're just simply not as plugged in. And when they are, they're not listened to. Yeah, they're yeah. not the ones that are the loudest and the complainingest at the board meetings. Yeah, so yeah. So our role is really or, to get in and yeah, amplify. Maybe these they voices. might not even be able to tend because they, you know, they're all mm-hmm. they got they got somebody's got to put food on the table, exactly. right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. These board meetings are always at dinner time. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to the coach drive. Um, how long is it going till, and where can people drop off coats? Where are you guys at it right now? Where's the status of, or have you met your goals? 
Well, we're still collecting coats. Uh, the coat drive is going to run through next Friday, so February 9th. We have four drop-off locations, First Baptist Church, First Methodist Church, and First Presbyterian Church. And you can access all of those churches through their Welcome Center. So if you want to drop by one of the churches, check out their website, see when their Welcome Center is open, and they can direct you to where the bin is for the Marietta in the Middle Coats. Um, we also have a bin in the Kennestone Emergency Room. So if someone wants to drop off a coat, they can stop by the, the Kennestone ER and drop a coat off in the bin there. Okay. And where we're doing where we're at right now is uh, doing really well. We've had immense response from the community already. We're going to continue collecting. Mm -hmm. um, some of the coats need laundering. They need organizing. We plan to create a system so mm -hmm. that um, even if we have a backlog, let's say we've filled all the elementary schools and middle school and high school closets and we still have some, we plan to organize those and keep them ready so that the next time a school has emergency need, we can put a call out to the community, but also we can just go to our closet and fill the need right away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like you said, you might not need them now, but I'm probably in the future, you probably will. And Our, we, all, we also need all sizes. So oh, yeah, yeah. Starting from probably about toddler. 3T, 4T toddler sizes because we do have the early learning center. And some of our kindergartners are really tiny. Okay. So the, the toddler sizes all the way up to adult 3 and 4 extra large. Because, okay. you know, we are, even in the, the elementary school, some of those fifth graders are adult size. And so we, we need to make sure that our elementary school has some of the adult sizes as well as being able to cover the students at the, the sixth grade, the middle school, and uh, the high school. So before we sign off, where can people go visit your website? How can they contact you and all that? Well, you can find our substack at Marietta in, Marietta in the Middle all squished up together, .substack.com. And um, you can also email us at marriottinthemiddle at gmail.com. Right. And find us on Facebook and Instagram. That's oh, right, Facebook and Instagram. Getting fancy now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you coming on with me and chatting with me today. This is great. Thank Thanks you so you. much for having us. Thanks. Appreciate you. you. Ted's Montana Grill is one of Cobb's best burgers. But in addition to burgers, they also have some great salads, steaks, chili, and a full bar selection. For your chance to win a $20 gift card to Ted's Montana Grill at the Avenue in West Cobb, email tedscontest at gmail.com today. That's tedscontest at gmail.com for your chance to win a $20 gift card from Ted's Montana Grill at the Avenue at West Cobb. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend my thanks to Carla Jacobs and Kayla Sargent for sharing their insights and shedding light on crucial issues in our community. Remember, if you're able to contribute to their coat drive, your donations can be dropped off at Marietta First United Methodist, Marietta First Baptist, Marietta First Presbyterian, or Kennestone ER. Every little bit helps to ensure that no student is left in the cold. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday journey through Cobb Life. We hope you found our discussions as enriching as we did. As we sign off, remember to take the spirit of community and transparency into your week ahead. So I'm your host, Keith Ippolito, proudly representing the BG Ad Group. From all of us here at Cobb Life, have a wonderful Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Cobb Life Sunday Podcast. Be sure to listen all week long for local news from the Marietta Daily Journal. This podcast is a production of BG Ad Group. Please like, follow, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.